Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Starting this week, we're launching a new show on the Ringer Dish feed, recapping the return of Survivor for its special 40th season. This season features 20 previous winners of Survivor competing for $2 million, the largest cash prize in reality TV show history. Riley McAtee and a rotating guest from the Ringer staff will recap every Thursday. So make sure you subscribe to the Ringer Dish feed for shows like Jam Session, Tea Time, and the new Survivor Recap Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with Valentine's Day, the movie, 10 years later. Can you believe it? What a time. Also, Orlando Bloom's new tattoo. And, you know, last year was the comeback of Brad Pitt. This year's the comeback of Ben Affleck. Uh, congrats to Amelia and no one else. Thank you. Every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics, no matter what. And now, let's spill the tea. All righty. First category is Tea Time Checks In With. As Amelia said, Ben Affleck was profiled in the New York Times. What, what? And the title <laughs> is Ben Affleck Tried to Drink Away the Pain. Now he's trying honesty. I was severely underwhelmed by the profile, but a lot of great photos. I'm, what I would say is that, honestly, like, I, I respect that this was difficult for Ben Affleck to do, and he's, yes. like, really going through a hard time, yeah. and I hope that he has a successful comeback, and I actually think he came across really well mm-hmm. in terms of, like, being honest and stuff like that. What I had a problem with was the profile itself. So it starts out, and the lead is, warning. This is not one of those celebrity profiles that uses a teaspoon of new information to flavor a barrel of ancient history. There's no paragraph where the star and the writer pretend to be pals, gag, (laughs) while doing an everyday person activity. What was everyone eating? Who cares? No, you will not get served the obligatory canned quote from Matt Damon. This is Ben Affleck, raw and vulnerable, talking extensively for the first time about getting sober again and trying to recalibrate his career again. So that's insufferable. Um, I true again, like I I think that Ben Affleck did fine here. I really hated like how this profile was written. I agree. I know Amelia, you love him, so we'll let you go last and really redeem all of these things. <laughs> but I think you're totally right. I think it was though just a teaspoon of new info. It felt all things right. that I'd heard before. But you're right. I am hoping the best for him. Et cetera, yeah, et I um I went on Twitter to see if people agreed with me because I was like maybe I'm just like really cynical and like yeah, you know I I. I was talking to Liz about this yesterday, and I was like, I would never let a man, like, write a profile about me. Like, I just think sometimes, like, you just need a woman to do the sure. job right. Sure. And I was like, maybe this is just me. I went on Twitter, and a lot of people really hated how this profile was written. <laughs> yeah. um, Brandon Soderbergh said, this ain't your grandma's Ben Affleck profile. <gasps> Chugs energy drink, snaps into a Slim Jim. This is Ben Affleck, raw and vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other people didn't like some of the comments that were made, like, within the piece. Somebody was like, this has the same confrontational energy as some of those, like, listen up threads, which is so (laughs) true. And then the writer also said something about, like, the hard truth is that the outcome is not guaranteed. Moviegoers, women in particular, will ultimately decide. And then, like, goes into something about how, like, society is Twitterified and, like, cancel Mm -hmm. culture. And I was just like, like, women? Excuse me? Don't bring us into this. I'm sorry, what? So it was just like, I I think that he deserved a better profile for this point in his life and his career. And I would have liked something better to kick this off. For yes. him. I also, I, well, 
I mean, anything with be- any Ben Affleck content, I am here for. I'm excited for his new movie where he plays a basketball coach. It looks very inspiring. Um, <laughs> oh, what made me sad is that he called his divorce from Jennifer Garner the biggest regret of his life. I know. Yeah. There was some, like, legitimately yeah. really tough stuff in here. Yes. And I, like, again, like, really give him credit for yeah. that. For opening up and, yeah. you know, the back tattoo and all that. And yeah. he just seems like, I mean, you can argue with me, but, like, a decently self-aware guy. I think at this point— <laughs> He is working Lives towards that. <laughs> he, yes, yes. He's, he's a work in progress. He like really is working yeah. hard. Yes, as we all are. We yeah. all work exactly. in progress. And I respect him not being like, I'm fine now. Or like, right. or also like yeah. kind of playing like the, the victim card, so to speak. Like he seems to be like fessing up to the mistakes yeah. he's made and like trying to be better. Yeah. And like accepting that like it's work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, I just like wish that that had been written about sure. in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he has a lot of good stuff in here. There's some like silly stuff about like somebody said, um, this this movie, he plays a basketball coach. Yes. He's like, you know, a former basketball player. And <laughs> the director said, the hardest part of this movie for Ben was really the basketball. If you've never played before, being on a court is like, you know, being on ice skates for the first time. <laughs> Once that part clicked, we were really cooking with gasoline. I was like, okay, first of all, he's not playing basketball in this movie. He's coaching <laughs> basketball in this movie. So like, he had to stand on a court and like yell at high school students. Like, I don't. I love it. He's not learning a sport. Yeah. I mean, I guess he probably likes shoots hoops with his, you know, inspirational like players or whatever. But yeah. I was like, really, is that <laughs> it was that hard for him? Um, so yeah, I I hope that it's good. Yeah. We do want to talk about the photo shoot that accompanied this profile. Oh my god, wow! It, I mean, I I was sent these photos. God bless you all uh, who sent them to me. Um, <laughs> I have to imagine it was a, an array of people. Yes, you built a brand for yourself. I know, and I saw them, and I was like. He is phenomenal. Look, he looks great. Okay, he always looks good. He, oh my god, that photo—the leading one where he's like up against a um like a truck or something—and he's <laughs> peering in. He's just like staring into my soul, and the, his shirt is like it's a little bit off. Off, up, I'm, not, I'm getting tongue tied up off his body, uh-huh. so you see a little hint of belly pooch and it, <laughs> tasteful belly pooch. That got a great reaction from Kaya. Um, but it, it's just so authentic and real, and just so Ben Affleck to me. It's like he's playing into his stance, which I am one of, and I <laughs> love it. Stands. I'm like, we are eating well tonight, Ben Affleck fam. This uh, photo shoot is very reminiscent of his role in that movie we just all watched, the the man movie with all the different people. Triple. <laughs> Thank <point>. you. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that one yeah. man movie we watched. Um, yeah, a lot of like Henleys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does look good, sure. I'm happy Honestly, for you, man. Yeah, I, I think, think this photo shoot is really good. He, he looks, looks phenomenal. He has multiple wrinkles in his forehead. Great. Oh, I love, yeah, I love to that. To see that improvement. He looks like how he does when he's paparazzi in Brentwood walking with an event to just Starbucks. Like, just yes. like slightly better. Which is just good. slightly better. Oh, yeah. I'm We're, so we, into honestly, it. Honestly, like I am, I would like to be back in on Ben Affleck. Yes. This, sure. I would like for the him world. to have had a better vessel for that, but you know. We're the waiting for you. Him. Yeah, and the rest, of the, open. the rest of the pot is basically dedicated to Jennifer Garner. So I feel happy <laughs> right. that we like, start out with this. Some, yes. yeah. Yeah. All right, next category is this week in social media. Go ahead, Kate. This week. John Legend was announced on the new board of directors or as one of the new <laughs> board of directors at Vox. And mm-hmm. as a result, which was very strange to me, he was added to the Vox Slack channel. <laughs> now, I don't know how different the Vox Slack channel is than our Slack channel. I imagine there are similarities. I'm sure there are also differences. But, we, you know, we have podcasts with a lot of people at The Ringer who are, I would say, celebrities or considered celebrities who are not in our Slack. Like, they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to be in Slack. Sure. But John Legend was added to Vox Slack 
and people on Twitter were like, yes, John Legend is in our Slack <laughs> right now. There were like people like drafting messages to him, like what they would DM to John Legend. They didn't actually send it, but they were like, That's you funny. know, your performance in Jesus Christ Superstar was inspired, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. They were like, I'm disappointed that his his profile picture isn't like Arthur like holding the fist <laughs> meme, all this stuff. And what I just wanted to ask was like, what would we do if a celebrity, so we're like we had a podcast with a celebrity, they were added to our Slack. Would you ever interact with them? I know Liz Kelly would not. I don't like to interact with people on Slack that have more yeah, than sure. two people in a group, which is why tea time is like just the absolute <laughs> maximum. Yes. I think, no, I would never, but I think also people, I, I'm torn because I think we at The Ringer love our Slack, like, content, and yeah. perhaps others, like, don't as much. You know what would much. happen? We would, like, make it into a bit on social media. Yeah. yeah. Like, it wouldn't be, like, us independently being, like, John Legends in our Slack. It would be, like, a social media push. Like, to be, I'm like, scared John to Slack Sean Fantasy. I can't imagine myself slacking, <laughs> you know, fucking right. Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, John Legend, you know. Change that avatar. You got to know like what. <laughs> yeah. You got to do the lowercase name with like no spaces. Yeah. You got to do a, like a meme avatar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, brush up your Slack game. You can help them out. Yes. Um, next thing in social media, a lot of questions have come up this week. This I'm going to pose at the end of what I'm about to say. So British content creator, basically who appears to be kind of like a Billy on the street. Um, his name is Kevin Freshwater. He posted a video of himself and he is putting a mic to people's faces like on the tube and around London asking people to finish lyrics to songs. And he comes across this woman and he puts a mic in her face and he's like, finish lyrics. And he starts singing Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's song Shallow from A Star Is Born. Hard song. Very hard song. Everyone that he did before was like, haha, what? Or like said, yeah. you know, two words or whatever. This woman, her name is Charlotte Aubrey, and she starts absolutely rocking to this song <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And he, and at first she starts kind of timid. He's like, no, you're so good. Keep going. She has a phenomenal voice. Yeah. It's gone super viral. She went from 7,000 Instagram followers because she is a singer-songwriter oh. to now she has 173,000 followers and counting. Like millions upon Damn. millions of people watch this video. You should watch it for yourself. I'm very skeptical. Maybe I'm just very cynical these days. Is she a plant? Like, did this singer-songwriter from London, she has too good of a voice to have just happened upon, right? So I went into this very skeptical, and I'm more skeptical now that you mentioned that she's a singer-songwriter. <laughs> I went into this extremely skeptical. I was like, she's definitely a plant. This has gone very viral. Yes. I never believed that these people are real. And then I watched it, and I kind of thought it was real. I She's very kind of uncomfortable when they start, and yeah. she's styled in kind of this, like, weird retro way that, like, doesn't <laughs> like make Farrah me— Fawcett. Yeah, she has, like, the 80s, like, Farrah Fawcett hair. She's, like, not old, but, like, a little bit, like, like middle-aged, like, a little older than you would think, like, people would be like, okay, we're going to make, like, this girl go viral. Like, yeah. you think it would be, like, some girl on the street in, like, sweats who, like, you don't expect to be good and then is good? Like, yeah. There's always kind of the, like, America's Got Talent, Susan Boyle, where you don't expect that voice to come out of them and, like, mm. that's part of it. Yeah. And so she was, like, too well-styled for me to think, like— this was a plan. Like, they, I feel like they would have, like, uglified her up a little bit. Yeah. If, if like, that was Uglified part of, her up. I guess you know? it's only a compliment that I think she's a plant because she is that good. She's at right. Singing. She's yeah. actually unbelievable. So maybe this was just, like, the most happenstance, like, you know, luck of her entire life. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I would love for it to be real, but who knows these days. Yeah. Um, next one. Rolling Stone released their cover this week, and it's really good. It's got SZA, Normani, and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm all, like, posed together in, like, leather and just, like, chains. A lot of straps and metal. A lot of straps, a lot of, like, power posing going on. Really, really good. People were really excited about it because, obviously, they're very popular. But SZA came out with a tweet 
right after it was released, 19 hours ago, and said, not doing any videos, interviews, or photos for the rest of my life. LOL. Don't ask. Wow. So apparently she didn't like it. <laughs> Something went wrong here. I don't know what. Yeah. People have been just like exclusively positive about this cover. Mm-hmm. And then she said, shout out Normani and Meg, though. My sisters, who I love very much and respect deeply, honored to be a part of anything with the two of those black queens. So apparently it wasn't their fault. But like, she, apparently this cover has like put her off Wait. promotion forever. For some reason, and, like, nobody knows why. That's such a shame because I love her. The general public loves her. Yeah. She's, she yeah. should only be in the spotlight. So I, I don't know And what. she hasn't been that much in the spotlight. Like, it's yeah. not like she's, like, super, 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 like, talked about and famous. Like, she obviously should be more famous than she is. And so it's, like, a bummer for her to be like, oh, I'm not going to, like, do these things that are necessary for me to achieve the level of fame that I deserve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe this won't actually happen. I'm sure she'll do more. But Wait, so she didn't. Like the photo shoot or something? I guess. Videos, interviews, or photos. Phenomenal. I know. Apparently, she didn't like the whole experience. Something went wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure something will come out or she'll say something else. But yeah. um, Rolling Stone, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? How dare you? This is a great uh, cover photo. Like one of their best in years. I know. And people were like exclusively raving about it. And then all of a sudden, Mm. it was like, "Mm, nope. That's so weird. You fucked up. (laughs) Goddamn. Um, Next (laughs) one. Okay, so Millie Bobby Brown, she turned 16 recently. Happy for her. And I think (laughs) a lot of people have been kind of worried about her and also noting that she looks a lot older than Mm -hmm, she really mm -hmm. is. And she she doesn't like live a fast life or whatever. I don't know. But um, she definitely, you know, has dressed maybe on the more sexier side. And and maybe even not through like her decisions. Just like her styling and her stylist I think have been veering more towards like the mature. Exactly. There was actually a really funny viral tweet. I'm sorry. It's it's so funny. It's of the, you know that guy Kalen? He watches videos of people making food. Yeah. uh, yeah. He had one that was like, I thought this was old Rebecca from This Is Us and it was a picture of Millie Bobby Brown and it literally looked like old Rebecca from This Is Us, like old Mandy Moore. it's like not her fault. It's like whoever she's hired to like sell her have decided to like make her, and it's not even like super sexual. It's just like she has these very like mature, like, middle-aged woman's yeah. Yeah. styling lately and, like, super heavy makeup. Jane yeah. Fonda would rock that white Ooh. outfit that she wore. <laughs> yes. What was that? To what yeah. award? And it's like, like a three-piece suit yes. drape coat thing. And it's just, just such, like, a lack of fun. Like, yeah. you're 15. Yeah. I'm now 16. Like, I don't know. Just, like, hire someone to, like, let you be 16. Exactly. Yeah. And so she posted a video to her, her Instagram with paparazzi footage and, like, kind of mean articles and uh, comments. Yeah. And it was all set to, like, a very sad Justin Bieber song. Hmm. And it was about her growing up in the spotlight. Right. And she posted this long thing about, like, I'm 16. And uh, she says, there are moments I get frustrated from the inaccuracy, inappropriate comments, sexualization, and unnecessary insults that ultimately have resulted in pain and insecurity for me. And that makes me sad. I know. Mm -hmm. Ironic that we were just criticizing her styling. But again, it's not her fault. (laughs) I And I do think, like, we get a lot of headlines, like, based on the fact sure. that she, I think, is styled and, like, presented yeah. in these ways that, mm-hmm. like, there was, like, really bad E headlines, like, an award yeah. season and e stuff. E is just— Where it was, like, that glow up and, like, oh, my gosh, oh, she looks yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Like, and, like, stop. It, it just, like, they present her in, like, these very strange ways and it yeah. totally is not her fault. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's been so hard. Media, she's, do better. She is so young still. Yeah. Last thing in social media, we tried to avoid this last week. We've been trying, 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 but it won't <laughs> go away. Everyone on social media the last two weeks have been talking about, like, airplanes. 
plane stuff <laughs> started last week when this woman was on an American Airlines flight to New Orleans. Basically, she reclined her seat and the man behind her got really upset and started punching her seat Ugh. repeatedly, like the entire flight. Like, everybody's weighed in on this whole punch-in-the-seat recline situation. Incredible that we're debating whether the man who's punching her seat is, like, in the right. Yeah. Right. Ellen was, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, did one of her be-kind speeches to people Classic, in response Ellen. to this. Um, and we tried to avoid it last week because— I mean, we would just be like, that was an angry man. We hate men. Moving on. Anyway, (laughs) we're still talking about airplanes because um, this week, this is also inspired by some ringer content on the hottest take. Bill has said that dogs shouldn't be allowed on planes. Mm. Or like, who is the worst, like, thing to be around on airplanes? Mm -hmm. Van Lathan just said children and babies are the worst things. So then the ringer tweeted, Amelia, from the social team, maybe you can comment more on this. They tweeted, what would you least rather sit next to on a flight? They gave all these options. The clapper, babies, pets, someone who's contagious, the drunk, shoes off, except like recliner, fast food, etc. Lots of debate on Twitter about what is the worst thing or situation Mm -hmm. to be around. I think the one is contagious, right? That should just be the cut and dry answer. Like someone who's actively sick? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's going to like actively affect your life off the plane. Totally. But I do have a special hatred for the fast food people. Really? (laughs) Interesting. Like the people who bring like the full meal and sit next to you like before takeoff and like are eating like their extremely like pungent full meal. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're going to be a metal tube together for like five hours. Do you have to do that? I would rather take fast food than Panda Express, which I've sat next to (laughs) for six hours. Just like any like real meal. (sighs) Yeah. That is like very pungent. I'm surprised you're not a shoes off kind of girl. I'm also that. (laughs) I also hate that. Um, Interesting. I'm actually like pretty chill about germs. So like, Yes, but also, like, I, I don't want to smell your yeah. food for eight hours. Amelia, what's your answer to this? Oh, my gosh. Well, this was Jason Gallagher's idea, so shout out to him. And, there, and it was funny because we were talking about it, and people were throwing out ideas. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I do hate that. And I hate <laughs> right, that. Right. And I hate that. Um, I— <sighs> Screaming kids. I'm just like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's weird that one of the options was groomer, and it's a little stock photo of someone <laughs> clipping their nails. Oh, like, no. I have never seen that in my whole life. I hope to God, so Jesus gross. Christ, that I never do. I don't know what I don't know what I would do. I didn't know those people existed. Please be better. Thanks. <laughs> okay, next category. Super, super fun one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tea Time has rewatched. The classic movie, Valentine's Day. Ten years later, this was released in 2010, uh, this month. It's a great Gary Marshall classic. All-star cast. This is really a time capsule. And because last week was just chock full of Valentine's Day content, we couldn't get to it. But we've rewatched it in full. You guys, thoughts all these years later? Uh, so I'd actually never seen this. Wow. Um, I'd only seen, like, the you know the video of, like, Taylor Swift or, like, little bits and pieces. Guys, I, like, didn't have a bad time. I have to tell okay. you. I, like, kind of enjoyed it. Wow. I dare say it's a good movie. It's almost good. <laughs> it's almost good. I, like, actually had a good time. The amount of—you have to suspend disbelief <laughs> to such an other world where, like, yeah. if you get to go there to a different planet, you can really enjoy it. I agree. You have to go in expecting it to be bad yes. and then be like, you know what? certain plot lines aren't terrible. And for the record, (laughs) it did get bad reviews when it came out, but it was this big box office hit. It basically plucked every, not every, but very large array of 
a quote-unquote A-list talent at yes. the time. It was one of the first of its kind, which then spurred New Year's Eve. A year later, Mother's Day in All 2016. These, like, increasingly terrible versions of these like holiday ensemble movies. It was the weirdest run in Jennifer Roberts, I mean, Julia Roberts' <laughs> career. Why yeah. does Julia Roberts love these movies I have so no much. idea. You were going to mention this later, but she actually like skipped on a big role to do Valentine's Day. Yes, what? Julia Roberts turned down the blind side. Oh, shit. To be in this movie. And then Sandra Bullock in turn turned down Valentine's <laughs> Day to be in the blind side. And who's who won the Oscar that year? Who won in and that Julia situation? Is in, oh, like five minutes of Valentine's Day? Like yeah. start to finish, five minutes. She sits on a plane. She plays a soldier. Also, she's a captain. Excuse you, it's a captain in the oh, US Army. But truly not a great role for her. She didn't really do much. Bad. She felt it was like she was unhappy the entire time. Yeah. Okay, so to take a step back, it's all these different couples or yes. people waking up on Valentine's Day. Right. So you got Emma Roberts, some randos, high school students. You got Taylor <laughs> Swift and Taylor Lautner as another couple. They're high school students. You have Jennifer Garner with Patrick Dempsey, mm-hmm. who turns out to be leading a double life. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then you have Julie Roberts and Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. on the plane. You have Shirley MacLaine and Hector Elizondo. Thank you. My grandpa, my fantasy grandpa. <laughs> you have Ashton Kutcher and Jessica Alba. Weird pair. You have <laughs> Jessica Beale, later semi with Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh, yeah. Just absolutely. You forgot McSteamy. We also have McSteamy. Oh, yeah, um, we do. Grey's Anatomy, Eric Dane. There are so many people in this movie. It's, it's hard to keep wild. track. George Lopez is in there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like truly a staggering yeah. array of people. I feel like we missed like four. I feel like we did too. Oh, we missed that guy who. Oh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Okay, oh, Anne right. Grace. Yeah. Toe for Grace. Wow. And like the best part is that they all know each other. Like they're yes. all interconnected. Yes. yes. So it's like this one huge group of like people in LA who just like keep running into each other and keep like knowing each other because that's how LA works. See, that's why. Okay, I like. I personally like. It's not the same like holiday format, but. He's just not that into you. I know we've reviewed him mm-hmm. It's a similar thing. I, You're right. Well, because, you know, that one stars Ben Affleck. So, yeah. You understand. <laughs> of course. Okay. So, we do want to start. What's aged worse in this movie? Um, I, I would say, considering the fact that we're looking back on the 2010s, what struck me was the fact that it was, like, all the 2010 heartthrobs yeah. that now, like, do not have careers. <laughs> so, like, both the Grey's Anatomy guys, Patrick yeah. Dempsey Aww. and Eric Dane, who were, like, it. Like, Eric Dane is shirtless for, like, McSteamy and, and Dreamy. And they were doing Grey's Anatomy at right, the time. Yeah, this was at right. the height. <laughs> for the sure. peak of their fame. Um, Topher Grace, Taylor Lautner. Wow. Like, these guys are doing nothing. <laughs> I know. And they were, like, the they were guys. It. Yeah. 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 It does I'm take sorry. me back to a time. It is, like, really heartwarming to think about that era <laughs> as opposed to now. Sure. Um, my one thing that I think aged really badly or that doesn't get done a lot in movies anymore, uh-huh. is basically every woman in this movie has some kind of, like, disrobed scene. Like, Jennifer Garner is in, really like, this early. little lacy yeah. thing, and she, like, basically, like, picks a wedgie, but just shows her butt at one point, and <laughs> I the camera well. is exactly on her butt. I was like, all yeah. right. Like, Everyone's in their, it. like, lingerie at the beginning, like, waking mm. up yes. on Valentine's Day. With, and they're like, just lounging around in their yeah. underwear. It's like, mm. okay. okay. Amelia, what do you think has aged the worst? Well, I mean, this still happens, but I'm a known hater of college-age kids in movies being like, I have to decide between Berkeley and Stanford. It's like a really hard decision for me. It's like, shut up. Okay. Wow, I feel really bad for you. This is not realistic. I Thank feel like you. this still gets done now. I know. It yeah. does. It yeah. does. It happened in that stupid Noah Centineo movie. It was like, I really want to go to Yale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's a classic of the genre. That. You know, I, it's not believable, okay? We get it. <laughs> We're in a, a crisis of uh, higher education. You know, we can't afford 
fancy oh, this, private schools. This is your lane. This is my <laughs> lane. And blues. And Honestly, it's a good one. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay, let's discuss the cast now and then. So back in 2010, we discussed all these men were the heartthrobs. That's mm-hmm. not quite the case now. Yeah. Jessica Alba is blonde in this movie. Wow. Her, her hair actually like was a crime against And her blonde eyebrows? Her. Really horrible. She's Yikes. a stunning woman and they made her look so bad. How dare movie. they? They used to do that to the her. Blonde, Just, she got that horrible blonde all the time. It's like that <laughs> bad like yellow. Yeah, yes. really horrible. She yeah. had that in Fantastic Four. Too. She did. I know. So they bad. try to make her like so like at, like actively Caucasian, yes. and they're like, why? <laughs> like, let her be Jessica <laughs> Alba. Oh truly, God, so truly. Um, so but I just wanted to say that I, it never occurred to me that she was in the Taylor Swift Bad Blood video, and mm-hmm. like this is, has got to be where their friendship began, right? I suppose. I, I mean, so. I guess they aren't actually in any scenes together, and they're both in like two minutes of this movie. But like, they're they're probably, yeah. that's their press. only connection, as far as I could find. There are so many little tidbits of trivia yeah. that I was reading that aren't really. They're like cool, I suppose, but not really worth <laughs> repeating. But there are so many weird crossovers. Mm-hmm. Things like that, like Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift mm-hmm. um, started dating after they met on the set, which, That's first of all, is so funny. a heroic event because they're it's just you can't see it in the movie. I couldn't <laughs> no, see it in can't. real life. Couldn't believe it. Um, basically, none of these couples are really that believable. I was no. not sold on anyone besides um, Shirley MacLaine. I agree. Yeah, and I actually just, while we're talking about Taylor Swift, I actually found her extremely likable in this movie. I started out and I was like, she's terrible. But like, she's so Taylor Swift. Yeah. And like, so like just playing herself to me that I actually like kind of thought it was endearing. That was when she was really leaning into the country and 13. Oh my God. And and, like, she's so cringy to me as a person. (laughs) And like the fact that her character was equally cringy, but like on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly like kind of thought it worked. Okay. <laughs> the silence is deafening. <laughs> and then Amelia, the cast, who did you want oh, more justice for? I was, well, Ashton Kutcher. But I, no, never mind. Just forget what? it. No, I, I just, it's, he was kind of likable in this movie. Yeah, yeah no, was. I like him. I just, it's just interesting to see where his career has yeah. gone. Yeah. All the men in this movie are just like, just really fizzled out. Wow. Except Bradley Cooper, really. That's so true. Right? He was so random in that movie. I yes. know. I was just saying, Kathy Bates is in this movie. Oh, yes, she is. <laughs> Anyone you can think of in Hollywood in 2010 appeared. Yes. Um, so speaking of not believable pairs, which was the worst storyline to you guys? They so clearly tried to rip off the cute kid from Love Actually. Yes. And failed so hard. They've got like this annoying little blonde kid who is not at all cute. Um, who's like trying to get flowers for Jennifer Garner, who's his teacher, and like he gets some from Ashton Kutcher, who's a florist, and like, you know, he's like end up being like Julia Roberts' kid, which is actually a pretty good plot reveal. Um, <laughs> but he's so annoying and not cute to me. And it was such a blatant, like, love actually ripoff that just absolutely bombed that I hated it a lot. <laughs> that is really funny. Ban this small child. Um, what did you think was least believable? Well, I was trying to think of like chemistry and right. even. Mm-hmm. And- and I guess it made me appreciate modern rom-coms where two actors can try to believably be together. <laughs> I did not see a single spark in this movie, I don't think. <laughs> Jessica Beale, I, I guess she was the most, Jamie Fox the most believable movie. single character was Jessica Beale as this like really try-hard agent, or publicist agent her, yeah. who like worked out on a treadmill in her office and was alone. Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. That seems very true to like who she used to play and, like, uh-huh. herself. Jennifer Garner is an elementary school teacher. Right. She would definitely be a believable elementary right. school teacher, but the rest is all kind of you got to suspend this. I did think Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher were cute, but I just love Jennifer Garner. She can do no she's, wrong in my books. Yeah, so. she's great. What is the single most 2010 thing about this movie? 
the line where they say my most consistent relationship is with my Blackberry. <laughs> a classic. Blackberry. Wow. A lot of Blackberries in this movie. A classic. <sighs> Honestly, I'm going to say the relationship between Taylor Swift and Taylor Liner because yeah. that was huge. Yeah. There was, I mean, he was around when she had that whole snafu with Kanye on, and, yeah. and mm. he got a little flack for not defending her, but like, what would you do in the moment? And Imagine being mad at Taylor Lauder. <laughs> exactly. And and then we also got the great breakup song back to December, which was great. And just the whole like Taylor and Taylor. And yeah. I remember my friend had a, like a friend who looked like Taylor Swift and her husband, well, now husband, but boyfriend at the time, looked like Taylor Lautner. And wow. I remember being like, oh my God. Like they really looked alike. Um, also, yeah. this is the beginning of um, She's Taller Than Taylor Lautner. And oh, she yes. right, absolutely is in this movie as yes. well. Yes. And I love respect that. that. We do love that. Love that. This is also her curly hair era. It, oh my God. So Iconic. remember when. That is, that's crazy to think about that. <laughs> Honestly, honest. great. it's so insane. Bring it back. Also, Topher Grace as a person was very 2010 from this not. movie. Um, his whole plot in this movie was being from Indiana and being sheltered. And there wow. are a lot of Indiana jokes that I know no one else noticed, but I did. <laughs> uh, where they are like, he's from Indiana. They only celebrate Love Your Cousin Day. And uh, that was offensive. Excuse me, that's Kentucky. No, I'm just kidding. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the did, movie. did I not? Did you just in, like absorb that? I guess I did. His I, joke. Honestly, he's like, actually, sorry. that's Kentucky. <laughs> wow, I didn't. Um, okay. Wow. And then he's like, I'm from Muncie, Indiana. The wildest thing I've ever done was leave Muncie, Indiana. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, okay, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is the MVP of this movie? Hector Elizondo is the MVP of every movie oh, he's ever been in. Yeah. Pretty Women, Princess Diaries, Ugh, this. Yes. I tr- I love him. He can do no wrong. I think that about Jennifer Garner. Her That's sweet fair. smile. Yeah, I love her so much. Her buff body. Yes. She just it's looks wild. so great. There's a scene with uh, Jessica Biel and Jennifer Garner and like this like, you know, anti-Valentine's Day party and they both are in these sleeveless dresses and Jennifer Garner is like busting this pinata and Jennifer Julia, I'm sorry, Jessica, Jessica Biel is just like flexing. Oh my God. And I was like, you are the most ripped women in Hollywood <laughs> then and now. It's wild. Oh I love it. Um, I would say whoever thought of this holiday movie concept because, you know, they've spawned the New Year's Eve one. Yeah. Another big ensemble cast and Mother's Day, which horrible. I just want to just let's take note of Julia Roberts' horrible wig. <laughs> it's she, so bad. This is what I it's need. It's a hate crime. It's on like, green screen yeah, in this yeah, studio. Seriously. <laughs> it's like coconut head from it's that. the worst thing I've ever seen. It's, it's such a bad wig. I think this could have been an a franchise similar to like Star Wars or whatever the hell Marvel <laughs> movies are. Wig. If not Seriously. for that wig, this was a missed opportunity. How many holidays are in the annual calendar that we could have run with? The 2020 version. We could I have can't... like a Flag Day one. Like, I mean, everything. <laughs> everything. 2020 version of Valentine's Day. Wow. I can't even try to think of like who are the it oh my God. men and it women that... to be in this movie. It's kind of in my... Jennifer Garner could still easily she be in it. She could still yes, do it, 100%. yeah. Julia Roberts would drop everything to be in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, yeah. yeah. Today's episode of Tea Time is brought to you by Third Love. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. So they have this great quiz on Third Love where you take it and they basically tell you like half sizes and like what style of bra you actually should be wearing for like your body type. I was very skeptical of this at first, but when they sent us our bras, mine fits so much better than all the other ones that I've had. And this is not a joke. I wear it all the time. We actually love Third Love on Tea Time and we were shocked by how much we love Third Love. Um, This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels and lightweight memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and easy. 
In fact, thanks to Third Love's Perfect Fit promise, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash tea time now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash tea time for 15% off today. This is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. I'm starting off. Jenna Dewan is engaged now to Steve Kazee. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> um, she's pregnant with his child, and they got engaged. Very in love. She and Channing have bounced back really well. Yes, they have. Yeah. They both yes. seem to be in really happy relationships. Agreed. They've moved on. It's great. So Good I thought them. that was pretty much where it was, it was going to end for me. I was just going to announce it. And then I dug, like, one <laughs> foot deeper, and he—, he I didn't know Nikki Reed of Twilight fame. Yes. Oh my God, so many says, Twilight people. Has a sustainable jewelry brand called Buy You With Love, and this is where Jenna what? Dewan's ring came from. <gasps> so then, of course, Steve Kazee has a profile in Us or People or something where he talks about the ring choice, and he says, Instantly, I knew I had found the right person to help create the ring. Nikki came in and talked uh, to me about what was important to me and shared her immense knowledge of jewelry design uh, and sustainability in the process. Did anyone keep tabs on her? Nikki Reed and Ian Summerhalder are like all-time top three crazy couples in Hollywood. <laughs> like they are like actively. Why is no one talking about buying you with love? Summerhalder, her husband, like did the the grocery store basket where he had like all vegetables and he was like, everyone should eat like this. Like you have no excuse. And then he like got a ton of backlash. What? Like people were like, vegetables are expensive and Jesus. like you're rich. Oh my God. Remember that? They're like right. crazy. She's oh. he Steve Kazee says the design is based around my desire to have it echo the cosmos. What? Cool. It says the solitaire is representative of our oneness in the universe surrounded by stars. The diamonds laid into the band are representative of the Pleiades constellation, which holds special meaning for Jenna and I. I know you're too space. <laughs> oh my God. This is what I wish it was on video. <laughs> I had, I mean, I had no clue about any of this. It was um, a wild ride. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't on this relationship, and now I'm concerned. Wow. It has a very deep meaning. It's a beautiful ring. I thought I was going to end there, but no, you guys. Wow. Really deep stuff. Who knew? Uh, Next one. Um, Also, who got engaged, seemingly, Amanda Bynes. Her Instagram account isn't verified, but it it seems to be her. So Mm -hmm. it looks like she got engaged. (laughs) Tough look for Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Well, she she also has a face tattoo. Oh, right. So... There's That's that. it. Engage with a face tattoo. Engage with a face Not tattoo. Not verified. Not verified, but <laughs> you know, happy for her potentially. And then finally, Al Pacino's ex. Not Camila Maroney's mother, but the woman he dated after right. Metal Dohan is I I'm I'm probably butchering the name, I'm sorry, who's 40. And she dated Al Pacino, who's 79, for uh two years. And she was quoted in an Israeli magazine saying, I tried to deny it, but now he's already an elderly man, to be honest. So even with all my love, it didn't last. So she's like, you're friggin' old. Like, I don't, like, this is why we broke up. Wow, that's your, tough. Your lifestyle does change when you reach 80. Yeah. I mean, he can't be freaking. See, I talked about, I think I talked about this last week, where I was like, go back to Camilla's mom so that you can yeah. be Leonardo, Di- yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's father-in-law. Yeah. But damn, like, if he's just past his prime. And apparently he's also stingy because... She said, how can I say politely that he didn't like to spend money? He only bought me flowers. 
Oh, I would be pissed. Yeah, especially if you're dating freaking Al Pacino. Wow. Al Pacino by a bracelet. Seriously. Okay, fine, Kaya. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, um, next category is not worth the tea. I'm really worried about the girls, <laughs> our girls from Cheer, that Netflix show we were obsessed with. Mm-hmm. They're getting sucked into some stuff that happens to every young woman on Facebook, <laughs> which is... MLM, the multi-level marketing scheme. I called it a Ponzi scheme. Definitely not what it is. It's more of a pyramid scheme. Mm. So for those of you, I just say Ponzi scheme all the time when I don't know what exactly that means. Um, Basically, multi-level marketing companies is when the revenue of the company comes from like quote unquote non-salaried workforce like Morgan from Cheer or the girl you went to high school with who's like married with a baby. And they start selling the company services like tummy tea or makeup or whatever. Mm. And then their earnings, it's basically on commission. It comes from like this compensation system. Very complicated. It happens to somebody in your life at one right. point, I feel like. And the cheer girls are obviously super, super popular. They're getting into Airbon, which is like a like a multi-beauty no. company. And I'm worried they're they're shilling Yikes. flat tummy tea. They're <gasps> shilling all different kind of stuff. Oof. And I want their endorsement deals to be based in something better. Yeah, originally I was like, yes, collect the bag. Like, I don't care. Do what you got to do. But now I'm like, you could have held out. Well, Morgan landed a Buick commercial. That's big. Great. Yeah. But I I want something else. I know, I'm a little worried. Especially if there's going to be a season two. I'm like, you guys will still be relevant. It's fine. Don't get sucked into that, you guys. You don't need it. This is like that LuLaRoe. Did you hear about that controversy? It's like a women's um, fashion company and a lot of women on Facebook. Like, there was this whole thing about how they were selling this and it's an MLM it's people just are, bad people are suckers mm-hmm. they Sad. are stay woke um, next one <laughs> um, today in the brands are bad <laughs> Supreme has joined forces with Oreos mm. to release bright red Oreos with Supreme on them and they're already going for $500 on eBay you'll be able to find them in stores <laughs> they're just like not quite out yet and people are already buying and selling them on eBay? You can find Supreme Oreos in stores eventually? Apparently. Yes, according to Eater. But also, in more disturbing brand news, McDonald's is going to sell six packs of candles that smell like quarter pounder ingredients. Okay. Oh, Liz Kelly and Amelia, if we had to buy one of these candles to lighten our office every day, which one would it be? Ketchup? Oh, Pickle? Oh, Cheese? Onion? Oh. And beef? Oh. <laughs> They, they look as bad as you expect to. You gotta go pickle. <laughs> I actually think you do. I'm Amelia? just gonna go ketchup. Oh, Ooh, I hate ketchup. Really? Okay. What about onion? I don't think so. Don't Anything think so. but beef. So you're saying beef that like, we would bad. have a pickle scented office. Yes. Honestly, it would probably keep people out. True. <laughs> when you True. wrote Supreme Oreos, I thought, you know the thing online where people take apart Oreos and make massive <laughs> stacks with all the frosting? I was like, sick. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> this is not cool. Um, another mm. piece of useless information <laughs> is Chris Pratt is just, you know, all over the place all the time. He went on Ellen, and she asked him, what's something you do that annoys your wife? Mm. And this is what he said. He's so weird. He says, I leave napkins folded all over the house. Like, I'll use a napkin, and instead of taking the time and effort to throw it away, I'll just fold it up and set it down. Like, well, that's folded. That belongs there. Like, leaves a trail of napkins around his Gross. house. And it's like, Chris what? Pratt. I can't get, Every time I think of this man, I think of him on his honeymoon with goggles eating chicken tenders and french fries <laughs> like a child. He's and a giant kid. The more I know, the weirder vibes I get. Ugh. That is strange. Throw away your trash. Okay, next one. <laughs> 
Um, today, and just us being concerned about men, mm. Orlando Bloom got a tattoo of his son's name in Morse code on his arm. Uh, his son's name is Flynn, and he explained it to a fan and, like, on Instagram on Tuesday and was like, new tattoo. And it's just, like, obviously, like, dots and dashes. Mm-hmm. Um, but people immediately were like, you spelled it wrong. It says <laughs> Flynn <laughs> in Morse code. And they needed an Ugh. extra dot before the Y to make it into Flynn. So um, it's fixable, right? So it's fixable. He did fix it. But he goes, finally dot it right. How do you make a mistake like that? Hashtag Pinterest fail. So he literally (laughs) saw it on Pinterest, didn't check it, tattooed it on his arm. The tattoo artist didn't check it. Yikes. And they literally just ripped it from Pinterest. He is so damn lucky he did this in Morse code where all you have to do is add an extra dot. Yeah. And then he also added a tattoo um, for his dog, CD. Uh, that's like the up. Also looks straight from Pinterest. Actually, if I'm being honest, who knew that Orlando Bloom was so into Pinterest? He's a Pinterest dude. Um, he is. So yeah, luckily it was easy to fix. But that's really embarrassing. <laughs> that is <laughs> really you, embarrassing. Um, in news, and they're related because they got into a fight. Once, oh yeah, this is related. Remember oh, yeah. in like 2012 nice. um, in Ibiza. But uh, <laughs> one of my favorite stories of all time. But uh, and. And it's another fight. We're talking about another fight. I'm talking about the recent carpool karaoke episode in which Justin Bieber doubled down on his claims that he could beat Tom Cruise in like a UFC octagon fight. He's actually like insane. (laughs) It's crazy. And this comes like from like June of 2019 where he tweeted, Tom if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Like, he, it's just like, what, is this, this was happening when he was like still on drugs probably and he's just like saying these crazy things. Like you can just admit that you're dumb and you just said it to be dumb. Exactly. And whatever. I just don't, <laughs> I, I would put money on Tom Cruise. Obviously. All there is yeah. to say. Obviously. Okay, last category is Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. Tweet mm. us at Tea Time underscore 33. Okay, Kate. I basically made up this question because I wanted to talk about this trailer. <laughs> um, so a trailer came out this week for a movie called Endings, Beginnings, mm. starring Shailene Woodley, Jamie Dornan, and Sebastian Stan. Tea Time is going to go all in on Sebastian Stan Oof. in 2020, just so you know. Hell yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> Goodbye to the Chris's. Hello <laughs> to Sebastian Stan. Um, so this movie seems like a, some sort of like romantic drama. Mm. Shailene Woodley is like dating Jamie Dornan, and then she meets his friend Sebastian Stan. I don't know the real name. The movie, it doesn't matter. Is it the other way around? Isn't No, she she's was... dating Jamie first. Oh. And then Sebastian Stan is like the charismatic. But here's my, here's my thing. Okay. I understand why you didn't know that. Because this movie is so dark and hard <laughs> to see. And Sebastian Stan and Jamie Dornan are styled oh. in exactly the same way, where they both have like the like hot guy scruff and yes. the curly dark hair. And they both like are kind of like broody. Wearing sweaters. And it actually is really hard to tell who who in this trailer. It's actually That's unbelievable. Funny. I watched that trailer again with my roommate she, last night and I was trying to tell her who to like be into and I right. could not still second time watching. Liz, Liz posted in our group chat screenshots and she was like, who is she kissing in this <laughs> screenshot? And you cannot tell. It is Sebastian Stan ultimately. But like she makes out with both of them in the trailer. They both look the exact same. I want to stay true to Sebastian Stan. I can't be attracted right. to Jamie no, Dornan. No, can't. Brick of like wood, Jamie Dornan <laughs> that has never had a personality in his life. Like we can't fuck with that. Oh but we fuck God. with Sebastian Stan and like you want to know right. who, who to be like, yeah. Right. And you can't tell in this trailer. But so, good for Shaley Woodley. Turn though. on the light. Truly. Honestly, good for her. <laughs> An ideal role. Okay, my question First of all, I want to preface this by saying, I know you guys think that we just say absolutely whatever we want. There is no vetting process. But I will say we threw out some bad ideas. I had an original unanswerable <laughs> question that got tossed in the trash can because of the bad response I got from Kate. So here's my new question. 
What if Paltrow, for some unknown reason, held a no-makeup dinner? Hmm. It was basically just a dinner and conversation. I don't know why on earth she did it. But the whole thing was that every guest that she invited couldn't or was incur- highly encouraged to not wear makeup. And Kate and I really got into this, like, what constitutes as no makeup? Right. Celebrities like Kate Hudson, Demi Moore, Jen Meyer, Samantha Ronson, like all these different people came out. How many of those women actually wore no makeup? Does tinted moisturizer count? Right. False eyelashes? Right. Botox, you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's like, like, what can you get away with, too? Like, if right. I was going to a no makeup party, I think I would still try to, like, get away with some stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would do, like, a tinted moisturizer. <laughs> but, like, you don't want to, like, no one can catch you. Right. So you got to do, like, I would maybe do, like, a clear brow gel. Mm. You know, like, what are they wearing but that they're trying to get away with? But are magicians because they've right. been getting their makeup professionally done yeah. for decades. So they know these tricks. I would <laughs> right. I would probably fail. I feel like you got to go with some sort of, some sort of tinted moisturizer. Yeah. Can like, I just slather, like, lotion on my face? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, well, I'm just I'm making sure. Like, as a shiny face person, maybe I'd powder. Yes, right. Like, do a powder okay. on top of, sure. like, nothing else. Yeah. You know, like, there's no way these women are, like, washing their face <laughs> with, like, regular Saravi face wash and just going to this party. There's I mean, no way. We can't all look like, and nobody can look like Gwyneth Paltrow. She probably right. showed up just fresh out. Yeah. Wim Hof bath or whatever she went to. <laughs> also, piece of uh, trivia, after the dinner, she had a conversation, like, for her guests with Keanu Reeves' girlfriend, Alexandra Ooh, Grant. Ooh. She was like, I love that. Yes, join the squad. <laughs> yes. I'm okay. into that. The new squad. Wrap us up, Amelia. Okay, so uh, Robert Pattinson, who we are back in on, yes. Twilight hunk, who cares? We're into this the Batman. This has been a Twilight heavy episode. It really, this is disturbing. <laughs> um, so he talked to Allure and they asked him, how would you describe how you smell? And he said, lots of people tell me I smell like a crayon. And then Allure's like, like you're made of wax? And he's like, yes, like I'm embalmed. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Apparently, Robert Pattinson smells like grands. And here's my unanswerable question, because I, are we sure he smells like grands? <laughs> because he is giving me more of like a cigarettes and body odor in August in New York City vibes. I strongly believe that Robert Pattinson has a smell. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can just yes. looking at the guy. Yeah. Um, he has, I believe, a perfume contract. He does with Dior. He just oh. did that. Yeah, he just did that like commercial with them. Mm-hmm. He probably smells like that a lot of the time. Although, True. I True. will say crayons are such a specific smell. It feels like he's got to smell like crayons if someone could come up with the idea that he did. Right. And you actually, know? it yeah. seems like he wouldn't lie about this because he's yeah. so weird. Crayons is not a bad smell necessarily. I, I feel like Robert Pattinson wouldn't be like, let me lie about my scent and <laughs> that's say that true. I smell like crayons. Like, I feel like Robert Pattinson <laughs> would know. And that's why they need, like, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, James Corden, one of you guys, Stephen Colbert, I need you to, like, take a bunch of kindergartners and, like, blindfold them and give them a scent test with, like, crayons and then Robert Pattinson. You know what? Somebody should make that into a bit. and Because, you they know, like, should. the joke question online is, like, what does so-and-so smell like? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, like, kind of a thing. Yeah. Some late night show should do, like, what does so-and-so smell like? That's and, like, a great idea. Find, a, yeah. find out. Guys. That's free content. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.